What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year. Hey, what's up, you guys? What's going on? Shit. Not shit. Not shit. Man, how's everyone's week been? Mine's been good so far. I'm glad it's Friday. Perfect. Perfect. Justin, what about you? I'm doing good. Got my new room. Yeah, y'all ass drove cross country, basically. Yeah, it was like fucking dinner, 1,100 miles. <laughs> Woo! And I said he said. Yeah. But no, it went it went by pretty good. Like I was on the phone with you and Bella, and then like my mom and my sister called, so it was really easy. It wasn't too bad. Okay, so it made it just a little bit easier. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Well, we are without Chris and we are without Dempsey for the day, but we have a special guest who is showing up in their stead. So we appreciate her for coming through. We have good friend Bella to come through, hang out with the fellas. Well. Yeah, just Justin and I, because it's only us two for the day. But no, just uh, we just want to piggyback off of the last episode that we had, which was last week, where we had special guest Mark Gian, and we were basically discussing divorce, but divorce was from a male's uh, perspective. So with Bella coming on this episode, we want to try to get a female's perspective to see if there's to see what it's like on the opposite ends of the spectrum and the gamut. So, uh, I mean, without further ado, I mean, Bella, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, about who you are? Again, just a quick little icebreaker. Let our listeners know who we who we's talking to and whatnot. Sure. So, uh, my name is Bella. I'm 32. I am a single mother that is divorced. Um, I've been divorced now for four years. Mm-hmm. So, and I was married for five that's about it <laughs> okay no, nothing wrong with that no i appreciate you um uh, uh sharing a little bit of, about you know who you are and what you do and, and whatnot so all right so you've been you said you've been divorced for about four years now yeah okay got it got it all right uh yeah no yeah. i appreciate you at least sharing that with us yeah because i mean i just want to let you know and kind of what we what we asked Mark or told Mark, but like any questions that we end up asking you by all means, just let us know if they're being a little too invasive or intrusive or, you know, we're probing or anything like that. Feel free to tell us to pump our brakes because, you know, it is a, it is a very sensitive and delicate topic. So we want to be very respectful of, of, you know, the situation that had occurred in the past, you know, a couple of years ago. So yeah, just, just let us know. You can tell us to shut the fuck up or anything like that. So we're cool yeah. with that i'm still gonna ask questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right justin as you probably already know he's a straight shooter so 
Well, I mean, if you got any questions, Justin, by all means, feel free to fire away, my man. No, I'm not going to do it like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> so what is your overall view of marriage and divorce? Um, so I think that my overall view right now is that marriage is not necessary. <laughs> mm, thank you. Thank I you. think that... I think that I used, well, back whenever I was like, oh, let's get married. It was super important to me. And honestly, honestly, the real reason was because we had a daughter together and I wanted all of us to have the same last name. So like, I felt like that was important. She was starting school. So like we had been together and she was already going to be four or five years old going to school. I wanted her and me to have the same last name. Honestly, thinking about it now, that sounds ridiculous. But um, <laughs> currently, my view on marriage is that it's, it's not necessary at all. But back then, you felt differently, correct? Yeah. Okay. So how you're feeling now that it's not a necessity, is that because of the divorce that had occurred? or if, it, if So let me put it this way. If the divorce did not occur, would you feel a certain way? Would you feel differently about it? I mean, yeah, I guess, because then I'd still be married. So yeah. it, I guess it would have been all right then. So, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Yeah, because that that is, a that is a I guess, an important piece to kind of, like, dive into because there are certain situations that pop up that will eventually, like, shift our perspective and our standpoint on certain, like, life events and, and whatnot. And I mean, it kind of, it kind of, like I said, molds us to think and, and feel a certain way about it. So, I mean, I can appreciate where you're coming from in that regard. So, I mean, but like, how have you just navigated through divorce? So you said that you've been divorced for about four years, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I guess take us through that entire journey like, what were your biggest pains? What were your biggest frustrations, your, your heartaches through it all? Because I know it's different for everybody, but I wanted to find out from your vantage point, like, how did that affect you? And I'm assuming, did it affect your your daughter at the time as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess that, so I feel like me and my ex-husband went through this period of, like, we got to this point where we'd be like, are you asking each other, are you happy? are you happy Mm. like with me or like with the situation or whatever? Um, And we honestly had some like deep talks about like, no, we're not, neither one of us are really happy at this point. And we kind of wanted different things in our lives. Um, We weren't set on the way things were going between us. Um, Mm -hmm. And like, we thought about like, we did throw out there, you know, should we try counseling or something like that? Um, But honestly, it got to that point where both of us, um, we, we weren't together at all. Like I would stay in the bedroom and he was pretty much living in the living room. And like, we were more like roommates than anything. And like, it got to the point where we just wouldn't talk to each other at all, really. And um, he kind of found someone else to be with at the time. I didn't know, but he did. So um, we had talked about divorce. I had said, maybe I'll file for divorce, whatever. So like I had thrown it out there, maybe I'll file for divorce. The week after I brought it up, he did file for divorce. So oh. he just kind of threw oh, us. Oh, yeah, he beat you to it. Yeah, he threw us into it. Um, so that that was it was kind of a shock because I wasn't I wasn't ready. 
for all of it to happen. And he kind of moved out the same, like he filed for divorce and like that next day he was like, he took all his stuff and moved out. So it like all happened really fast. And honestly, I tried to be really nice about it. Like I was like, let's just talk about what, like we want to split or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously we had like our house cars. Um, but the biggest thing that I was concerned about was custody of our daughter and what that was going to look like. So, um, I know that divorce is definitely, I guess you have a different perspective when you have kids. So, um, that definitely became the main focus was what was going to happen with her. Um, and honestly, I really didn't care about anything else, like splitting any of our assets or the cars or whatever. I really didn't care. I just wanted to know what was going to happen with her. Um, cause I felt like we were kind of uprooting her entire life and she was nine at the time. So Hmm. it's just, um, it's just hard in general. The other thing is she's an only child. She doesn't have any siblings or cousins or anything else. So there wasn't anyone to go through the divorce with her. She was just taking it all on her own. She didn't have anything. So anyway, that was the hardest part for me. But, um, so he moved out. And he would like come and see her every now and then. Um, he was still like super involved and she's in a lot of things. So he would go watch her and stuff, but it kind of blindsided me. He got an attorney and I didn't know that he was going to get an attorney. So he like wrote that they, well, his attorney wrote this big paper for him on like all the stuff he wanted and what custody he wanted and all kinds of stuff. And I didn't think that's what we were doing. <laughs> it, so anyway, I had to go get an attorney that kind of blindsided me because it was four thousand dollars i think up front that Mm. i just kind of had to come up with out of nowhere right so that was hard um but anyway that it did end up helping to navigate through the process and um his attorney actually ended up he ended up not being able to afford an attorney or have one so he ended up dropping off and not having an attorney so he got one couldn't afford it that's crazy yeah um, (laughs) yeah so Anyway, we ended up going to this mediation process and like it could have just all been just done from that from the beginning. Yeah. Hadn't got an attorney to begin with. So both of us. Well, it was only me, actually. I was the only one that came out of pocket for my attorney because his was actually provided to him by our tribe because we're both Native American. Okay. But so the reason that he couldn't keep the attorney from the tribe was because we're both from the same tribe. So like it was like, it was like they, a conflict they can't of represent interest. Yeah, 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 they can't like represent both of us. So I was like, that's not fair. Anyway, so <laughs> I was like, hey, you're gonna get an attorney. And like, I was like, no, you go pay for an attorney because they were doing it for free for him. Right. So I was like, no. <laughs> so he couldn't so, keep it even though it was free? Yeah. That's why he beat you to it. He was like, I know a free one. That's I know. <laughs> I know. Justin. <laughs> so do you feel that? If you guys would have went through marriage counseling or even just individual counseling, because you don't have to share the reason why you guys divorce. I mean, but if you guys would have went through that therapy together, do you think the marriage could have been salvageable? I don't think so. I think that we both had kind of made up our mind um, that it wasn't what we wanted anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, I don't know. I feel like if, if people are going to marriage counseling, it's because they want to save something. And we were both past that point. Mm. We didn't, we didn't want to save it anymore. It was just done. It was over. And then I feel like at the end, like we both, well, I feel like 
you know, oh, I mean, I feel like whenever people get divorced, it ends up being like, who can be more petty sometimes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like he definitely went down that road and I, I'm not that kind of person. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm a petty person. So I didn't want to go there with him, but it's hard whenever you're not that kind of person. And then they're like, I mean, the paper that his attorney wrote for him, like he wanted everything. And I was like, dude, no. (laughs) Right. And it's, it's weird because you even mentioned that you guys just like decided on assets up front. Like you, all you wanted was just, you know, the custody of your daughter, maybe a couple other things, but yeah, you said that he really took you, he blindsided you and you had no idea what was going on. And it sounds like you guys were, I guess, on the right track to, to figure out what exactly each of you wanted. But for him to go out and, you know, have his his uh, his counsel represent him and have him write out an entire page <laughs> to, to get this information or get this stuff from you. Yeah, that's, I can understand why you would be a little upset about that. Yeah, I think it was trying to be petty, like you said, like the fact that like you brought the divorce and then he was like, okay, let me beat you to it, and then you guys agreed to like to split everything, and then he was like, no, no, I want to split everything. Yeah, definitely did that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he uh, he definitely went for the gusto. He went for it all. (laughs) But I do want to bring this up to our listeners. Like y'all heard about last week and how like his wife did him and like. This is like what I always talk about. Like she's like definitely different than a lot of other girls. Like she's like not petty and not like doesn't have like a malice bone in her body. Like mm-hmm. so, there are like I don't want everyone to think that like every person I don't want to say male or female, but every person is like the person that we heard last week. There are people that you know you guys could go through this and you know really sit down and talk and split up everything without having to pay that money to get lawyers. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So sometimes it seems like if this is the route that you guys are taking, you guys could probably sit down and really do this the right way instead of you coughing up four thousand, him coughing up four thousand. I mean, and at the end of the day, that's taking money away from both of y'all, or even just be able to get a single lawyer split it down the middle too. Right, and not and not only that, it's taken away from their child too. Like exactly, yeah, to look at it that way, you know, her her daughter or their daughter, excuse me, is, is suffering the most from it all so um yeah i'm i thought i was petty but <laughs> yeah, that, <whew. laughs> yeah that's pretty uh it's pretty messed up so um just kind of piggybacking off of my original question about what your pains and frustrations were and i know you said that your daughter you know she's the only child i guess do you know how it affected her because like this is a, a stark contrast contrast from our last week's episode where our guest he didn't have any children at all so it really affected him a lot but he was also very happy that he did not have any children and any children involved in that entire divorce or you know going through the divorce process and the proceedings but I mean are you able to tell us or share with us if you're comfortable enough to let us know how your your daughter was feeling maybe what type of thoughts she was having and how she was moving through that very tough process of seeing her 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 mother and her father split ways um yeah so I would say that both um well 
I'm not a very emotional person. Like I don't tend to show other people my emotions and I feel like she does the same thing I do. Mm -hmm. So because she was an only child, like I remember the day we sat her down at the kitchen table and told her we were getting divorced. Like, like if it looked like, and it broke my heart because she like, like all the blood drained from her face. And she like, like had one single tear just like come down her face. Like, and then she just sat there and I mean, she said what I always say, which is I'm fine. She's like, okay, I'm fine. And like, that was really hard because I mean, I know that she wasn't, um, And I know that it was really hard on her. Um, I know that initially she felt like her dad abandoned us. Um, And it was really, really hard on her because the way that we ended up getting divorced, um, I kept the house because I bought the house. It was my house, like his name wasn't on the house. So I kept our house. And then we only, we had two vehicles, but he like, I don't know how, I feel like he deliberately broke his truck that he had on purpose so that I couldn't drive it but the car that we had he took it so like that was another like shady situation I had I had the better credit in our relationship so everything was in my name Mm -hmm. and like his was hardly ever on anything but somehow he went and traded in a vehicle that I had bought and solely put the new car in his name and I didn't know And then whenever we're going through the divorce, he's like, well, it's my car. And I was like, what do you mean it's your car? But anyway, he got the only working car and I got the truck because it had my name on it still and it Mm. didn't work. So I got the house and this truck. And um, fortunately, my mom let me borrow one of her vehicles so that I could drive to work still. But um, my daughter definitely felt like he abandoned us because like initially I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get to work. If I can't get to work, I don't know how I'm Mm going to pay for anything because right then I couldn't just go buy a new car. So, um, and obviously the 4,000 I had to spend on an attorney didn't help either. I mean, back for a car. Exactly. (laughs) So anyway, um, we, we split that those ways. And then we had like a couple loans and stuff that were between us. We split those said that he'd pay half, I'd pay half, whatever. Um, anyway, I ended up enrolling my daughter in counseling because I felt like she wasn't expressing her emotions at all. Like she was just kind of numb to it. And, um, I felt like she needed somebody else to talk to. She felt like she couldn't like express what she needed to. So, I mean, I took her to counseling and I mean, she's, she's a well-adjusted kid. She's not a bad kid at all by any means. Um, and she was, like they were asking me, they're like, why are you bringing her to counseling? Like, is she like acting out? She have bad behaviors. Is she failing school? I'm like, no, she has straight A's and she's fine. But I was like, this is just in case she needs someone to talk to and she doesn't feel like she can talk to me or anybody else. And she doesn't have any siblings or cousins, you know, like, yeah. I feel like if you have siblings, you know, you're all going through it. So you can like kind of lean on each other and whatever, but she doesn't even have that. So, um, she was in counseling, I think for like six sessions, maybe it was like a month and a half. Okay. And um, she, they discharged her from whatever. Cause they were like, she's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. That, that, well, that's the goal of counseling. You, you want to quote unquote graduate from counseling. You right. Know? Um, so you brought up a good point or you said something, uh, you mentioned that she felt that he was abandoning you guys. I'm assuming that you felt that that way as well. But you also mentioned that you're both from the same tribe. Now they're not related. No, I know. 
<laughs> I know my wife is, is, is part Native American as well. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you, how was that viewed by individuals in your tribe? Like, were there any, like, I guess them casting aspersions and criticizing you guys because you're getting divorced? Or? Um, from the tribe, no. From my no? family, yes. Yeah. My family was mad at me. Man, they were mad <laughs> at me. Like, it was like end of the world. Like, I, like, well, I mean, so like my mom and dad have been married for 35 years. And my, my grandma and grandpa, before my grandpa passed away, they were married for 52 years. Oh, like, wow. divorce nice. isn't a thing so like whenever like it automatically got thrown out there you know broken home and like your your daughter's going to be seen as a certain way and I'm Mm -hmm. I don't know like everything that could have been said about like you know you need to work this out you need to make this work like your happiness does not matter in this like basically you need to stay together for your kid like end of story it's done and then whenever like I was like well he filed for divorce anyway (laughs) like it was still like, well, fix it. <laughs> and I was like, um, I'm not going to fix it. So that was, it was definitely hard. Um, that part of it was hard. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, as far as like his family goes or whatever, they didn't really say anything, but um, I do know that my daughter hasn't seen his parents for the four years we've been divorced. They've never tried to see her. Really? They've never contacted us. Um None of that. So that kind of sucks too, because it's not like we live, like we live 20 minutes from them. So like they could see her. They just, they just never have, I don't know. And he doesn't take her when he does have her to see them. So I don't, I don't know, but I feel like she definitely lost that side of like the family almost. And that kind of sucks. Yeah, that does. That is, wow. That's yeah. To a point that's kind of inexcusable. Um, especially if they're 20 minutes away. That's sad. I hope I hope she's uh she's doing okay with that. I know you said that she's totally fine, but I hope that doesn't have any like negative effect on her. Yeah, I think um I I, I feel like it's hard being like she did feel like her dad abandoned us and then like she did, lost contact with them. Cause I mean, realistically, whenever we were together, we would be at his family's house quite often, like probably three, four times a month, we'd go up there to see his family. And then all of a sudden she didn't have that anymore. And, um, I think initially she did miss it and was upset about it, but now since it's been so long and hasn't seen them, it's kind of like, they just kind of faded out a little bit. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been kind of hard. Yeah, that's um yeah, that that's tough. I don't um yeah, I, I don't have any words for that to be honest, because that's just yeah, it's 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 sad. You don't want to see or hear any kid going through that, you know, especially when they're young. I don't know how old your, your daughter is, but yeah, I hope that she's you know, she's managing very well. And it sounds like it too, so so that's good. Yeah, but I was a good mom, so she's definitely doing a good job. But um so knowing what you know now. Would you get remarried? And is it anything else that you would do different regarding uh, marriage and approaching marriage with someone? So I feel like, no, <laughs> I feel like I don't want to get remarried. Like, I, I don't know. It just, um, I mean, I hate to say it the way that it's going to come out, but I really do feel like it's kind of just like a piece of paper that you got to pay for. 
Yeah, <laughs> so, I've been hanging out with you too long. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but um, I feel like um, whenever you're young and looking to get married, you don't really have any assets. Like the goal is if you're you're young, you know, trying to find someone to be with, your goal is to build with them and like make that life that you guys want. But from my perspective, I'm 32 now. And I mean, I still have my house and I have my car and stuff that I bought now. Like I would definitely say do prenup. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's funny for you your assets because <laughs> at, at the, at the end of it, I feel like you don't ever really fully know anybody. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like I told Dustin all the time, you know, anyone can switch up on you whenever doesn't matter who they are. Right. And like at the end of the day, what's yours is yours, I guess. Um, and I mean, honestly, I don't, me. even, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even come from that. from like being petty or whatever, but like, um, like I've said, like I, I own my house or whatever. Like I would like, like for, to give you, give it to my daughter or something when she's an adult. And if she wants to live there, cool. But if not, she wants to sell it, use the money for whatever she needs to use the money for. That's fine. I mean, whatever she wants to do with it at that point. Um, so like, I'm not, it's it's more protecting her than it is anything else mm-hmm. stuff that i can give to her so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um and you like hell no i'm never getting married again fuck that <laughs> you should oh, but she has a point though like i mean if you can find someone else that wants to like like love you and be with you and stuff like that and spend time with you and stuff like that do you really need to be so paper like because I feel like you're already, like, I think most people just want that wedding, like the dream wedding. Like, mm-hmm. most uh, women just want that dream wedding and stuff like that. So, at the same time, like, part of me feels like, okay, so you get married and then you get married again. That wedding, that, what, how do, how do you feel about that second wedding? You know, it's like, Dan already did this. Like, it's, I'd rather use that money towards something else, me, honestly. Um, but I do get what everyone wants. Everyone wants when they get married the first time. I do get that. And I respect that people will want that event and stuff like that. But me mm-hmm. personally, if I was getting remarried again, I would just talk to her right now. Let's just go to the courthouse and get married and like we can use this money for other things. Yeah. No, I feel you, you on know? that. But that's just me. No, that's uh I mean, that's an honest take. And usually you, you both of you guys are, you know, speaking your truths and how you guys feel about that. I mean if it was a second wedding, like does, does it have a diminishing value to it when you end up getting remarried? Like, does it lose its, I guess, does it become lackluster at a point? You know what I mean? Because every, because you're right, Justin, like, I feel a lot of, a lot of women really want that big extravagant Disney fairy tale type wedding. And, you know, there's dudes out here too. There, yeah, there are some guys. I apologize because I, yeah. I totally just cashed they got the it. Little Nas X, yeah, <laughs> little Nas X is out here. <laughs> yeah, that 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 recent photo shoot. I don't know. That's 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 a little too much. Um, I have a I have a question because you you mentioned it um, in your in your answer to Justin's question, but you said that your grandparents were married for over fifty years. Your parents were married over 25, 30 years. Um, but now you, you see that a lot of marriages are not really lasting all that long from, in your opinion, rather, like, why do you think that is? So (laughs) I definitely think that it has to do with, um, more women feel like they don't need men because times have changed so much. Mm. I mean, like 
when I'm talking to my grandma, you know, she worked full time also, but um, my grandpa was that whole head of the household, man of the house. Like he had the credit, anything they got was his, nothing was in her name. And I mean, I feel like we've come a long way from, I mean, back, back in the old days, you know, women were almost viewed as property and like, you couldn't get credit. You couldn't buy your own house. You couldn't do anything unless you were with a guy and married to them. So I feel like a lot of women, I don't feel like cheating is new. I don't feel like domestic violence is new. I feel like it's always been around, but I feel like women are more able to get out now because they know they don't need the guy to get all of that stuff. Um, So, I mean, I feel like women probably put up with a lot more because they felt like they had to. Um, And like Mm -hmm. now women have the same kind of like, you know, college degrees, they can get jobs, they can provide for themselves, they can get their own credit, buy their own houses. And if they do, I mean, why would you stay with a guy that is in a household that's like having domestic violence or whatever is going on? Yeah, fidelity. Yeah, no, you bring up a good point. I mean, because a lot of older uh because i don't want to say the wrong word in the fan people i'll just say older generation yeah let's say that let's say that yeah oh the old way of thinking was you know it's you're right there was a lot of you know infidelity has never changed but it's like as long as you don't bring home any like outside babies um any diseases having me out there looking crazy and like a fool don't embarrass me that type of thing I feel like a lot of women, they did end up putting up with that stuff. But yeah, you know, the times have changed and a lot of, you know, um, women, modern women have gone out to to get better jobs, get better education. And that stuff is great. You know, uh, we want that. We want to promote that. Uh, it's just kind of getting away from those those old school or those old mindset and mentality and values of, you know, the man is like you said, the head of the house, everything he works for. And like you said, it was reviewed as property. And that's, I mean, it's not fair, but I mean, it's kind of seems like times were a little, a little better back then. That's why divorce rates were so much lower compared to now. So I don't know. I, that's kind of how I view it at least. So I hope, uh, I hope our listeners here are like, man, what the fuck is this dude talking about? Like offending people like that. So I mean, I, was, say China, I mean, they know who we are. Like, we don't like speak ill towards women or or anybody. We make jokes, but we don't try to speak ill will towards anybody. So, you know, we have our opinions. It is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, but it's the truth, though. I mean, like, well, it is an it's my opinion, but yeah, like she's Bella's right. Divorce rates were so much lower back in the day because there wasn't all this access to the education and to the high paying and high earning jobs. So, uh, but she's right. Like, why would you need a man if you can do all of that on your own accord? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause me and her had a separate conversation and she brought that, that information to me. And I was like, I was like, damn. Cause I said the same thing. I was like, well, people were getting divorced back then. They were just, you know, accepting things and stuff like that. And she, when she said that, like, I was like, damn, yeah, that, I mean, I would stay. T- I would stay too. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't own anything. Just think about when women couldn't vote. That was a definitely yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so a good like, point. So yeah, so if whatever the dude was doing, you didn't have a choice. And then I think even before that, uh, when uh, a woman's husband died, 
she couldn't even inherit the property if she didn't have a male son. Like it had, it went to someone else in the family. Like so, right. her uncle or her brother would get it. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely get it. So, like, mm-hmm. things may seem like people were happy and divorce rates were down, but maybe those they weren't really happy. They were just putting on the front. Right and now, like a woman can be like, "Fuck you, I'm out," and she can go and get her own. You know, she can get legal represent uh, representation and stuff like that. So. But also, do you feel like divorce is more common now? Because at the same time, like I feel like it's it's more uh, accessible. Like it's people you can go and do it easier. And then, um, mm-hmm. so and then also, like I feel like uh, I know me and Bella talked about like some of us spend so much time focused on twenty percent that we don't get. We don't see the eighty percent. So mm-hmm. where you see this guy in the magazine or this woman in the magazine. And they make it seem like she's like the perfect wife and stuff like that. And then you compare your spouse to her. And you're like, damn, my spouse don't do this. This, this. I do feel like in today's world, outside of like, I guess, like domestic violence and abuse and stuff like that, I think people are always comparing their partner to other people. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's fair either. Nope, that's a good point as well. One thing that I also want to mention is when people get married and kids get involved in Sometimes, and it's not all families with or all marriages that have offspring, children or what have you. I feel like sometimes they put more energy into the children rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, the marriage marriage itself. And I get it. Like, I have children as well. I'm married. And children, they take up a lot of your time. They require a lot of maintenance. So it's it's at times it can be very difficult to kind of balance between the two and ping ponging off of your spouse and then your children. And then you also have to maintain your house. You got expenses, you got bills, you got all of this stuff that are just coming down on you that you have to make sure that you're staying on top of. So it does get it does get difficult at times. And your partner or your spouse rather to feel a little bit neglected. And I guess that might also be a reason why divorce rates are so high as well so i don't know there's a lot of different factors into it yeah divorce it's not fun i mean i've never experienced it uh i mean I, this is my first marriage by the way <laughs> i don't i hope i don't ever experience but you know i i feel i feel pretty embarrassed and, and everything it wouldn't be a really good feeling to be honest so um but I got a, I got a, a real quick question. You know, we could probably end on this as well. Um, so that we can wrap everything up and you guys can enjoy your holiday weekend. But I mean, Bella, since you've went through your divorce and it's been a couple of years, I mean, is there any advice that you can give to those who are currently experiencing divorce or will be experiencing divorce? Um, I feel like the best thing that, both parties could do when they're planning. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're not planning a divorce. Maybe just one of them is or whatever. I'm about to blindside this motherfucker right now. <laughs> anyway, I would say like the, the easiest way to go about it is not to be petty and take kind of take yourself out of the situation um, mm-hmm. and look at it logically um, instead of trying to be like how can I hurt this person the most um I feel like the other thing is like if you are in a situation where the other person is being super petty try not to let yourself get caught up in it but Mm. 
at the same time, I don't know. Um, I, I, I actually, I ended up going to counseling after my divorce because I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to. Um, cause in, in a sense, you know, I felt like me and my ex-husband, we were best friends at one point also. And like, I felt it's one of those, you feel like you lose your husband or whatever, but also your best friend. Right. So right. It's like losing both. And then of course my family was upset, so couldn't talk to anybody there. But definitely, if you feel like you're getting down or something, try counseling. Just try mm-hmm. it. Be open to it, like for yourself, um, to get yourself to the next level of being okay and being single and being able to maintain yourself single and don't like try and jump into a rebound or something like that. Because um, I feel like you end up getting more hurt. May or may not be speaking from experience. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey like i told you both you guys are speaking your truth so there's nothing wrong with that we won't fault you for even if it was you speaking from it's like a rebound was like in the first year or two (laughs) (laughs) okay okay no i appreciate that that take um yeah just i mean how are you feeling um from the guests that we have on currently to the guests that we had on last week when they were both discussing divorce and how they navigated through that entire unfortunate journey <laughs> so, okay so i was gonna be honest you know i'm honest but sometimes it hurts i guess it is it i hurts, felt like man. uh i felt like they're at different points in their situation where uh bella she's been divorced for a while now so i feel like she's at peace with with the whole situation and stuff like that she's been able to learn and move forward from it where the other gentleman, I feel like it's still kind of fresh for him. And mm-hmm. it just seemed like, you know, I think we talked about this offline. I feel like that gentleman really just needed to express himself and talk to someone yeah, uh, and just get it off his chest where, like I said, again, for Bella, I feel like, like she's beyond that point and stuff like that, where she's like moving forward in her life and stuff like that, but not mm-hmm. that like, uh, like hold her back or anything like that. I think she's just taking it as a learning experience and stuff like that and just kind of like move forward with it so i think there are two different perspectives i mean my man just got divorced during covid so yeah that was rough um, i feel for him gosh it's gotta suck I mean, like you said he did it to himself though too but also yeah, that's he, another yeah he, he certainly took uh took ownership and his his yeah part. he did yeah, yeah. I so that's good that. yeah uh, for sure I, but, I do too like i said but bella's not that type of person like, to be petty or anything like that so um and I don't think she would like self sabotage herself like that either. No, nah. you know. So like I said, like there are people. So I do want people to know, like I don't think divorce is the end of the world. There are ways to, you know, like she said, she said her and her husband, sat, her ex husband, sat down and talked to them, just asked if they were happy. And like I mean, that's a that's a first step right there. And then okay, hey, we're not happy. Let's go to counseling. So mm-hmm. like I don't want people to think like I'm just like oh hey you're unhappy just jump to divorce. No, like if it's worth saving, try to save it. You know, but if it's not, then hey, sometimes like for the well-being of your mental health or anything like that, you have to cope. So yeah, you know, if uh, I think no one wants to be co-parents, they want to be parents together. But sometimes you have to think about even the health of your child. Like your child may be uh, witnessing or seeing certain things, and that, and even though you guys are still together, them seeing the husband or the wife behave in a certain way that could damage them, like further down, and that can mess up. With their view of marriage is too later. So I, I think a lot of people don't understand that too when there's uh, kids involved too. 
So, because I've uh, met other female friends that left because of uh, abuse and stuff like that, because they had to think about their kids and how their kids would, you know, how it was to their kids. Because sometimes, I mean, it could go from beating a mom to beating all the kids too. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes, yeah. And it I feel like down elsewhere. Yeah. And I feel like when that happens, I really do feel like a lot of women get more and more courage to leave their partner. Like they're okay. Like I'm not justifying it or anything like that. But some of them seem to be okay when it's just them. But when it starts going to that kid, they're like, oh no, we gotta go. Like yeah. you see so many stories like that. Right. No, that's a great point, man. Yeah, because I feel like maybe back in the olden days or older, yeah, the olden days, like a lot of spouses would still stick around to make it work because they I want to say that they didn't care about their happiness, but they cared about the honor, the duty, the respect of what marriage is and what it means to be married. Like they weren't so quick to throw in the towel. But like the example that you just gave as far as like abuse, domestic abuse to the other spouse and potentially to the children. It's like, yeah, your hands are your hands are handcuffed at that point. So you like have to go to save both you and your child. So, nope, I appreciate your take on that. So so we're at the tail end of the episode and we do something that's called pop culture theme of the week whatever powers you through the week could be a certain song album you know anything like that tv show favorite athlete whatever uh really gets you through through the week especially if it's a tough difficult week um i mean do you have anything as far as the pop culture reference that got you through your week um i think it's a song i think it's a graduation speech honestly Anyway, it's like this speech that I heard when I was like nine years old and like it didn't mean anything to me then, but I liked it. And then I listened to it again when I was in high school, but it wasn't until I was in college and like graduated that I listened to it like fully. And I was like, dang, this has some really good advice in it and like good <laughs> points. But anyway, it's called Everyone's Free to Wear Sunscreen. Okay. And like, I think it's from like 1997, honestly, but it's probably the best speech I've ever heard ever. So I was trying to find it. Now I lost it. Nope. <laughs> it is on. It is on Spotify. Just oh, is yeah. it? What about you, Justin? Oh man, I'm trying to think of this one because I don't want to get in trouble. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think we know. Um, I just want to say I'm just going to do it this way. Shout out to the Marines. Shout out like, to the Marines. Okay. So yeah, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking. Uh, but yeah, shout out to those guys and uh, especially the individual in particular that is doing what he feels is the right thing. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. L- leaving it as cryptic as possible. I appreciate that. <laughs> Nothing wrong no, with because, that. Because you know. No, like, yeah. Conflict yeah, of interest, yeah, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I totally get things. it, man. But like, if you're following the story of that, uh, of that gentleman, that you know, uh, like I said, like I do feel he's he's doing like I don't it's not if I disagree or agree with him. I feel like what he feels he's doing what he thinks is right. And like I feel like there's always honor and when you, you're doing what you think is right. Right. So yeah, because doing the right thing is one of the toughest things to do. Especially when you're willing to put your personal career and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're willing to give up a certain lifestyle. So yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, when you put your reputation on the line. Okay, no, I appreciate that. Uh, for me, and then shout out to Drake for the light skin team. <laughs> you're a fool. You're a fool. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say mine is Kanye West's Donda. I know a lot of people are mm-hmm. are kind of like eh on it. You know, they have like lukewarm, like lukewarm reception about it. But I mean, it's all about relatability. Like I was telling you, Justin, you already know I'm a huge Kanye West fan. I'm a Kanye stan. I'll just be real about it. But I thought that it was a it was a pretty decent album. I don't think that it deserved the like the the hate that it received on it. But hey, I mean it's it's, break, it's it. breaking records. So exactly. But if you think about it, it's the same thing Jay Z went through when he put out his album, the last mm-hmm. album that he put out, where you know he wasn't targeting the new, the new people. Yeah, exactly. He was targeting people our age, where like people our age was like, Yeah, this is a pretty good album. Like, yeah, he's talking about experience. And it's the same thing I believe Kanye was doing. I listened to the album. I probably want to listen to it again. Like, there was a couple songs that I listened to over and over, but I do want to listen to it over uh, experience and like things that he's going through. And of course, someone that's 20 may not be able to relate to that. Exactly. Which is understandable. So, of course, that's trash music, but they can mm-hmm. relate to, you know, hoes shaking their ass. And, you know, popping pills. Right. Right. It's like, because you and I, I mean, I'm 34, you're 32. Well, both of you guys are 32. And I'll be telling my age all man, here, man. I just Come told on, you, man. I just told you that my age. So, <laughs> your age. that's your age. That's your fucking age. <laughs> shit, you know, I got great like, hairs and shit now. Oh, you really do, though. But it's cool, <laughs> nah, man. It's yeah, cool. I know. <laughs> so mad about this. But, but yeah, no, because we were, you know, we were texting about that, like, there's things that like this newer generation or this new wave of music that's out right now. You and I, we don't really relate to it because fuck, we're we're so much older than than this new crowd. So of course we're not gonna get in, vice versa. So it goes both ways and it's totally understandable. So it's all good. It's all good. So cool. Um it's always gonna be that way too. It will be. It's like the it's like the greatest debate of Michael Jordan versus LeBron, like who's the greatest of all time. So it is what it is. But um Bella, hey, appreciate you for swinging by on such short notice, chopping it up with Justin and I. We apologize that both Dempsey and Chris could not be here to meet with you and talk with you and hear your story. But um no, uh, I really appreciate I really appreciate you swinging by and letting us know your perspective on divorce because it did give a different element as opposed to what we listened to and what we talked about last week with our other guests. So thank you for that. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Well, with that being said, we are the men of the year, your mama's favorite group of men. Till next time, y'all. Peace. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year.